Welcome to Emerge City Now podcast. It's our mission at East City to see lives changed one person, one block, and one city at a time. We pray this podcast impacts your life so that you can emerge to who God has created you to be. Hey, what's going on, Emerge City family? It's me, it's Brother Mel. I'm here, humbled, and thank you, Pastor Jay, for such a warm welcome. Um, welcome to Bible study. That's the Wednesday experience. This is my first time uh, doing Bible study. I'm usually on the other end of these things. So this is my first time being in front of you guys and bringing you a word. Uh, be gentle, be lenient with me. Uh, I definitely do have some, uh, I have a word prepared for you guys. Um, thank you, like I said, thank you so much. Uh, it means a lot. Uh, thank you, know, Pastor Jay, uh, Visionary Prophet, for giving me the space to just sit here and do this. Um, in front of these good people of God, like it means the world to me. Um, but before I jump into it, um, just another quick word of prayer because you can never get enough of that. So, Father God, I come before you just thanking you, um, thanking you for giving me an opportunity uh, to just go alive and for you know me giving this word to these people. I come before you just humbled, thanking you, ever so thankful um, for just manifesting the level of growth in me to be able to do this. Father God, I ask that you remove any spirit of anxiety or any bits of nervousness. I ask that, you know, the Wi-Fi be conducive uh, to this space, that even if this word touches one person, that's one person, that's enough, right? And I come to you just thanking you and asking that whatever you see fit to do with me right now, I ask that you just take control. I give you the reins and I'm just going to let you do what you want to do through me. And Father God, I ask this of you in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to jump right into it. So the word that I'm going to be talking about today, or the name of the sermon, right, is He Never Loses. As you guys can see, it's called He Never Loses, right? So let me jump right into it. So when you think He Never Loses, right, this word for me was such it wasn't a struggle like i was actually excited about it but when you think of things like just for yourself like i lose all the time i lose all the time just me i lose all the time right and as people just people you know you go through wins and you go through losses right but god don't ever lose like he's he's infinite and oh like he's never lost like everything that's happened it's happened for a reason. And I know sometimes it's hard to think about it that way. Like God wouldn't allow me to go through this. Like it was bad, but it's always for a reason. It's always for a reason. Like those mindsets, those, it's always for a reason. Like if it, if it, if it seemingly gets bad or if it gets to a place where like, this is bad, it's always for a reason and you're always going to get something out of it. You just have to be attentive and have the discernment and be able to watch and listen to exactly what you can pick up from those bad moments. You understand? So let's jump right into it, right? So everybody, you know, we, I went to Sunday school. We all went to Sunday school and we talk about, you know, the song, he's got the whole world in his hands, right? I just want to take a step back from, I'm, I'm, I'm a, listen, I'm going to be who I am. Um, I love telling jokes. I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to let it do what it do. He's singing and you talking about some, he has the whole world in his hands. Like that's not, I feel like when you singing that in Sunday school, it just, it just kind of goes over your head. Like 
for you to have the whole world in your hands, like that's, it takes some strength to hold up the burdens, the problems, the mindsets, the, the you know, just everyone. He holds everything in his hands. Like that's not something you can just go about easily, you know, but he does it every day and he's been doing it every day for as long as we've been here, right? So I just want to talk about just the strength of God versus the strength we have as people. Now, as strong as God is, we were created by God. And so we possess our own level of strength as well. People do amazing things. People are very strong. People, we as people, we've gone through experiences that we've been able to come through. Uh, there are some things that we can do on our own. I'm not discrediting that. I consider myself to be a particularly strong individual, right? But there are just some things that, and I have to be honest, there are some things that we just can't go through on our own, right? There are just some things where you you just have, you kind of have to throw the towel and just, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And there is kind of a fine line, I like to say, like, you know, there's a fine line between love and hate. There's a fine line between what I like to call self-strength, right? Like the strength you just have yourself. And then on the other side of that fine line is pride, right? And that's the dangerous thing. You know, that's the, the one of the seven deadly sins, if not the most deadly of the seven, right? So knowing the importance of when to throw in a towel, like, you know what? This is too much for me to bear. I have to give this to God, right? I I feel led to say this, right? I think 2020, the year itself, has really brought to our attention or it's really proved to us that there's just some things that we cannot do. Like everything isn't in our power and it's okay, but there are just some things that we cannot do. There've been a lot of things that have happened this year alone that we have had no control over. And that's just, that's just the truth, right? So the scripture I'd like to focus on tonight, and if you guys will turn with me, um, I'd like to focus on the book of Joshua, right? Uh, particularly Joshua 6, okay? And I'm going to be um, not reading because it's a lengthy uh, passage or length. It's 27 verses. I'm just going to be summarizing my way through. And I just want to hit some points and key uh, nuggets for you guys, all right? Uh, and I'm going to be reading from the NLT version, okay? So, all right. So this passage, it's called the fall of Jericho, right? And so basically what's happening in Joshua 6 is Joshua is leading the people of Israel. Excuse me. He's leading the people of Israel and they're on the way to Canaan, right? And Canaan is the promised land, uh, the land of milk and honey, um, as it's become to be known as, right? And he's leading people to Canaan. And the first obstacle is the city of Jericho, right? Now, at the time, the city of Jericho was deemed to be impenetrable, right? Like it was the biblical version of what we know as Fort Knox, right? Like it was just impenetrable. You just couldn't get in, right? And I've done, I did a little bit of research on my own just of how impenetrable this city was, right? Because these are places that actually exist, right? Because 
this is the Bible is a recollection of stories that actually happened. And there have been diggers that have excavated uh, the walls around Jericho. These were walls that were 11 feet high, and 14 feet thick, right? Now, 11 feet high may not sound like crazy to us now, but at the time, these people are looking up 11 feet, like impenetrable. And Josh was leading these people up Israel and he gets word from God. He says, God, I don't know how I'm going to lead the people through Jericho. Like no one's been able to penetrate this city. And God says, okay, I'll say this to you. He says, he gives Joshua a set of instructions. All right. And I just want you to keep that in mind. So verse number one, he goes, it goes, now the gates of Jericho were tightly, were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all its strong warriors. Verse three, you and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead with the ark, meaning the ark of the covenant, right? Each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priest blowing the horns. When you hear the priest, give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. Right? So Joshua was obedient and he did as he was told and he followed all these instructions. So for six days, him and the people of Israelite walked around the town for the first six days. They were blown on the ram's horn, the priest, they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and he was obedient to what the Lord told him. Now on the seventh day, just as the Lord told him, he walked around seven times. They're still blowing their horn, holding the Ark of the Covenant. Right? And let me just skip a little bit ahead. Right? Follow me, follow me. Now, I scroll down a little bit. Now I'm on verse 15. Okay, so I'm going to read in verse 15. So it says, now on the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. Right? Or they had done before. But this time they went around the town seven times. Right? The seventh time around, as the priests sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the town. Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Okay? So, just like I said, he followed instructions. He walks around seven times this time with the people of Israel because he's leading these people. Stop. They're blowing the horn. And right after the seventh time, he commands the people, everybody shout. And they shout as loudly as they can. And just like the Lord said, the walls just literally crumbled. Like it just like this 11 feet high, 14 feet thick wall just crumbled and they were able to take the city. But even as they went into the city, the Lord gave more instructions to Joshua as well. He says only Rahab, the prostitute and the others in her house will be will be spared for she protected our spies. Do not take anything. Do not take anything. Uh. Do not take any of the things set apart for destruction or you yourselves will be completely destroyed and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made from silver, gold, bronze or iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. Right. 
They jump down to verse 21. They completely destroyed everything in it with their swords, men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep, goats, donkeys. Meanwhile, Joshua said to the two spies, keep your promise. Go to the prostitute's house and bring her out along with her family. Right? And I'm going to stop there for a while. So now they've gotten into the city. Right? And now as I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm studying this word. I'm just like, they got into the city. Like, I mean, that's great. Like they were trying to get to Canaan. Uh, they had to go through Jericho first. Now they got into the city. That's what they wanted. That's great. But it's when you think about <laughs> when you think about the instructions the Lord gave. The instructions were they didn't really they didn't really mean anything. And, I, and I'm just being honest. This is just the way I'm, it took. It was so much for me to just like, why would he tell them? Why did he give them these specific guidelines to follow in order for the wall uh, to be collapsed or in order for him to collapse the wall? But that was the thing. Like that was the, it was a test. It was a test. The Lord was going to show this, his strength regardless, but also the city of Jericho was already theirs. The Lord just wanted to see how obedient Joshua was going to be to his word. And that's why he told him to do what he did. Now, Joshua never questioned. He never questioned. He did what he was told. And just like the Lord said, because the Lord always keeps his word, just like the Lord said, the wall crumbled. But it was the obedience within the strength as to why the wall crumbled. It wasn't, the Lord didn't even tell them, okay, get all the people of Israel. All right, we're going to try to push down this wall and I'm going to help you. And because I'm helping you, all of you guys, it's just going to, it's going to crumble. It was none of that. Just walk around the town. Walk around the town with the ram's horn, blowing the ram's horn on the seventh day, shout, and I'll take care of the rest. Sometimes, as much as we do, to receive strength, whether it is your, whatever strength it is, with you working out or whatever. Sometimes all you got to do is listen. Like there is strength in obedience. Like there's strength in just like, you know, closing your mouth and opening your ears. Like the, the scripture, James in 19 says, be slow to speak, quick to listen. Right? There's strength in that. It's hard because I know me. I'm, I'm, a kid from, I'm a kid from New York City. I'm from Brooklyn. If somebody says something to me I don't like, I'm going to say something back. It's kind of hard not to, but it's a level of strength you have to have. Like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm going to hold this. There's strength in that. There is. Um, one of my favorite scriptures, and a scripture that is so, so famous, and everybody um, always recites it, is Isaiah uh 54, 17, right? That's the famous scripture. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, right? Like we all grew up hearing that. Even if you weren't in church, you grew up hearing that scripture over and over again, right? But a lot of people get it misconstrued, right? It says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed. It doesn't say the weapons won't form. It doesn't say that. It never says the weapons won't be formed, or won't be used against you. It just says at the end of the day, it's not going to win. It's not going to win. And that's the trick. We get so wrapped up and we get so thrown off guard. And I've been, I've been guilty of it too. We get so thrown off guard when these weapons are formed against us. And it's just like, 
is what am I going to do? And it's understandable, but it never said the weapons won't form. It just said that the weapons will not prosper. What something that I want you, if you take anything away from this, what I want you guys to understand tonight is that the Lord has limitless strength, limitless strength. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. All right. He has limitless strength. He's the reservoir. We go to him. Right. He doesn't come to us. We go. We're supposed to go to him. But as children of God, this is the level of access that we have. I just, I want you. I just, I just want you to let that marinate for a second. He has limitless strength, and we're children of God. We have access to that, and that's something that, as hard as it is, especially when you're going through something, it's hard to think about. Like, I have access to an unlimitless reservoir of strength. What? No limits. None. It, it gets very hard. It gets very hard when you're going through something. Right? So I just want you to follow me. All you got to do is ask for it. All you have to do is ask for it. All you have to do is ask for it. Right? So I feel it's important. Right? Because believe it or not, this is war. Like this is this is spiritual warfare is a thing. We're at war, right? I feel it's important not only to understand how much strength God has and how much strength we have by default as his children, but I feel like knowing the enemy is also important because the art, because we're at warfare, knowing your enemy is a, an important part of the art of war, right? Excuse me. So, like I said, the enemy uses tips and tricks to try to get you to stay in that place, stay in the place of, you know what, I'm just going to take everything. So he knows not to, he doesn't even think to look, to look up for strength. And that's the trick. That's one of the tricks of the enemy. Right. And that's why, that's why it's so much harder while you're in the midst of going through something. Right. It always seems harder to remember that God is there to help you. That's a trick. That's a trick. And it's something that, we, I, I feel like we've all been guilty of. I've definitely been guilty of it. When I'm going through something, it's like, oh man, I can't. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And the whole time, God is up there looking at me, just like, okay, you didn't call me, you didn't say anything, you didn't cry out to me, you didn't pray. So it's like, what do you want me to do? That's one of the tricks of the enemy, right? Here's another one, though, and this is one, and I want to be. Careful how I say this, but I'm here to be very, very honest with you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it 100 with you guys, right? When you get stuck in those places, right? Now, you haven't called upon the strength. You haven't prayed, prayed for the provision, right? So as a, as a result of that, you're in these, you get into these dark places. And we've all been in these dark places, right? While you're in that dark place, and I'm, I'm speaking from a place of, uh, I've gone through just, you know, I've gone through with depression, I've gone through anxiety, um, and it's still something that um, I have to pray about and I still struggle with, right? 
sometimes when you get into those dark places, it feels comfortable. Like it almost makes you want to stay there. Like it's almost, it's like it embraces you in a way. Like it welcomes you, and that's a trick of the enemy, and it's it's the most poisonous one for you to be in that uh, poisonous mindset, to be in that depressed mindset. Whether you in your bed and you curled up and I just don't want to get out of bed today, I, I just can't do it. It feels comfortable, and the enemy uses that as a trick to get you to stay there. And why? Because it takes strength when you're in that mindset. It takes strength to you know what I'm not doing this. No, I've been here before. I'm not going there again. That takes, it's, it's a level of strength that it takes. But it's also a level of strength that you may not always have on your own. For you to come to that realization on your own, for you to come to that level of strength on your own, it's extremely hard. But why work harder when you can work smarter? When there's somebody up there that'll give you this limitless strength. All you have to do is ask for it. All you have to do is ask for it, right? And so, and even then, God can break you right out of those dark places and those toxic mindsets. I just want you to uh, be considerate and take that into take that into account, right? Um, a few months ago, uh, our visionary prophet himself was preaching a word, and he dropped. He always drops like so many little nuggets, and I always write things down. And there was one quote that still has stuck to me with this day. And it kind of just like, it hit me like a, hit me like a brick. And the quote is this. Once you understand who you're fighting with, who you're fighting against doesn't matter. And it never, it, it never will. Once you understand that God is on your side, that God is in the boxing ring with you, that God is coaching you, it doesn't matter how big the enemy is. It doesn't matter how cunning. It doesn't matter uh, how fast. It doesn't matter how much they know about you. It doesn't matter. He's stronger than all of that. None of it matters. He's stronger than all of it. He's proven himself to be stronger than all of that. And we're his children. So we have unlimited access to him. That's it. That's it. You have unlimited access. That's the stock from which we come from as children of God. That's the stock we come from. And that's something that it's, it, it's so important to learn how to stand in. Stand in strength. Like, that's where I come from. That level of strength I can obtain. All I got to do is ask. All I got to do is pray. All I have to do is get on my knees and cry out to him. And he'll give that to me. It becomes, when you really start to understand that, then everything that you go through in the future starts to become more minuscule. All the adversities start to become smaller. Like, okay, I'm going through something, but I know God has me. It starts, it, it gets smaller because then you start to understand uh, not only the strength you know he has, but the strength that he's given you, right? And the strength that you have access to as a child of God. And once you understand that, it changes the whole 
dynamic. He changes the whole game. Everything is different. Everything is different. When you understand that if you don't have enough strength to go through something on your own, you can call on somebody and he'll get you through it. It changes the dynamic of a game. I challenge you all to do something, right? I challenge you all to sit there and think, and, and, and if this is blessing you, please like, please comment, this is blessing me, please. I challenge you all though, to sit there and really think about a time where you felt like you could, you just couldn't get out of it. Like this was just, during the time, like it seemed like that was it. The fact that you can think about that moment, if you thought about it, right? I feel like we've all had moments where during the time, it was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. This is too much. The fact that you're sitting there now and thinking about it and that's in the past, that's a testimony in itself. Like you shouldn't have to say anything else. The fact that you've been blessed enough to think about that and it's in the past, that moment that you deemed I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. The fact that you're able to think about that in the now and that has become the past, that's a testimony of the strength in itself. I can turn this live off right now. That in itself is a testimony of not only his strength, but the strength that he can give you. So if it's his strength that we're his children, then it's our strength too. And that's just it. That's just it. It's strength that he's given us, but that's my father. And anything that belongs to my father, I inherit. Think about it that way. Anything that belongs to, think about it, father, son, father, daughter, right? A father isn't just going to give something to a random child or a random person on the street. Here, um, I'm giving you my will or here, I'm giving you access to my home. Or here, I'm giving you access to my car, let's say, right? No, that's a trickle down. And it doesn't trickle down to just random people, right? In order to get what's coming from a father, you got to be a son. You have to be a daughter, right? It's a level of grace that comes with that. You understand what I mean? But because we're all his children, this is access that we have. Once you understand your level of access with God and really be able to understand, when I don't understand, sit in that and really think about like, wow, like if he has limitless strength, this is something that I inherit as well. All I got to do is seek it. It changes the whole game. One of my favorite scriptures, right? And I don't remember what book it comes from. So if somebody knows, please comment. So excuse me. Um, Faith without works is dead, right? That's a very, very famous scripture. I've written here and I just, I take all these notes. So I, everything that I'm reciting to you guys is all in my book, right? I wrote it, strength doesn't come without work, right? There's some secrets to strength that I feel like I've been misconstrued. So I'm here to kind of clear the air in a way, right? <laughs> so I feel like there's two secrets to strength. Two, two, there we go. Two, two secrets to strength. 
The first secret to strength, and I mentioned it before, is obedience, right? The only reason that Joshua was able to, uh, the walls of Jericho were able to fall was because he was obedient to what the Lord told him to do, right? He gave him specific directions. Now, could he have questioned? Yes, he could have questioned. Could the people of Israel have questioned? Yes, they could have questioned as well. But because he set the tone in his posture, because he didn't question, the people that were following him didn't question. Right? He could have questioned, but he didn't. He was obedient. He followed instructions. And just like the Lord promised, these impenetrable walls weren't so impenetrable for him. And that's the thing. No matter how hard it seems to us that something is, it's not hard for him. It's easy. It's easy for him. And that's that's the part. Things that may be hard for us, it's easy for him. So if it's easy for him, why not give it to him and let him help you? Why not? Like at this point, you have you have so much to lose, but everything to gain. Everything to gain. This is the access. This is the this is the this is this is the level of strength that we can possess if we act and if we pray for it. Now, the second, right? The second secret to strength is submission, right? Now, I know it doesn't specify in this specific book, but the only reason that Joshua was able to follow and be obedient to the word of the Lord without question not it wasn't just him on his own it was because he sat under moses and he saw moses moses kind of set the table for that like okay i'm gonna be completely obedient to the word of the lord and i'm not gonna question i'm just gonna do what i have to do i'm gonna do what he told me to do and this that's it that's who joshua watched and so now that joshua is in the position god has given him a position to lead these people to the promised land now he doesn't question now he just follows and because of that, the people follow suit. The people follow suit. And that's what that's one thing I want you guys to take into account as well. It's um, obedience and submission is so important. Just because you never know. You never know who's following you. You might look back and somebody's behind you just like, oh, you never know who's watching. You never know. So it's always important. It's always important to try your best because I know it's hard and sometimes you know we're not perfect as Christians we show we, we fall short you know we sin daily but it's always important to think about not only where you are but think about who it is that may be following who it is that may be looking uh, uh looking at your back you know it's always important and so just to tie all of this together, right? I wanted to share a brief testimony. I'm gonna keep it really brief. It's a long story, but I'm gonna keep it brief. Uh, when I was 15, I went through an assault, right? And I was assaulted on the train. Um, I was living in the Bronx at the time and I was assaulted on the train. Uh, a man pulled, a man pulled a gun on me and at the time, I didn't know it was a BB gun. And 
he fired shots at me point blank. And I was out of school. I had to get oral surgery to get the metal pellet to move. I was out of school for a few weeks. And that was one of the darkest periods in my life that I can remember off the top of my head. I, I was extremely depressed, extremely anxious. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want anybody to look at me. My face looked like a plum. I didn't want anybody to look at me. But during that time, just like I said a little earlier, it felt comfortable. Like, it felt comfortable. Like, almost like I wanted to get out of this, but because I didn't see a way that I was going to get out of it, it was just like, you know what? I'd rather look. I, I just, I, I got to stay here. I got to stay here. I myself don't see a way, way to get out of it. So I just got to stay here. Now, the whole time, I wasn't thinking about if I don't see a way, I wasn't thinking he sees everywhere. We're not even going to get to that. I wasn't even seeing that. He sees ways that I don't see. But I wasn't even thinking like that. I look back now and as I'm telling this story, I didn't get through that on my own. That was, that was God. I didn't get through that on my own at all. I couldn't have gotten through that on my own. I was caught up in a ball. I there's no way, no way, no way that I could have gotten through that experience on my own. And even after the experience, the favor and the opportunities that he presented me with was I couldn't even I couldn't even fathom. Literally, the summer after it happened. God gave me, he granted me the opportunity to study abroad at 15 years old to the dream place that I've always wanted to go. I was like, what? Like, I've just gone through this experience that makes me scared to even walk out on the street. And now you, you're seeing it fit for me to, to travel the world? What? That's the level of strength that he has. I did not see myself getting out of that experience. That experience, even to this day, I still struggle with things from that experience itself. Today, I was 15, I'm 24 years old right now. I still struggle with things from that experience to this day. But the fact that I'm able to still work on those struggles now and the fact that the enemy didn't take me out then, that's, that's the strength I'm talking about. That's the strength that God possesses. That's the strength that God possesses. It is limitless. It's interstellar. It's something that we can't even explain. And to be quite honest, he doesn't even need to explain it to me. He doesn't need to explain a little. He don't need to explain it to me. I'm just thankful for the fact that this is strength that I know that I have access to. And it's not just me, it's you. This is, this is strength that we all have access to. And like I said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. It is my experience didn't matter. Whatever else I've gone through, it doesn't matter. Whatever else you've gone through, and I'm, and, I, and I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to be insensitive to anything you're going through. I'm just saying when you recognize who is fighting with you, what you're going through doesn't matter. He's going to win. His, his record is flawless. He's never lost. He's never lost. And even when we think, 
like this is this is this is this is a loss. It's a victory because you're gonna get something out of it. You're gonna get something out of it. I thought that experience that I went through at the time was how can how can this be a win? How could I have won? This man shot me point blank in my face. I'm out of school for three weeks. I'm depressed. I can't eat. I can't laugh, sing, smile. How is this a win? How is this a win? I ended up traveling the world. I ended up meeting people, friends that I have to this day. One of the greatest friends that I have at the moment is like a brother to me. He still calls me. He still, this, these are the things that God exposed me to. That's, that's the type of power he possesses. And that's the type of power that we all have access to. All you got to do is ask. All you have to do is pray. And we're his children. So that strength that we inherit, inherit, excuse me, that strength that we inherit, that's not something that, oh, it's that strength that you inherit. Is it work to get the strength? Yes, it is. It's not just something you inherit, just willing oh, I have it now. No. There's work to be put in. You got to want it. You have to seek it. You have to look for it. You have to pray for it. You got to be obedient to get it. These are things you have to do. But when you think about the level of strength you're possessing or the level of strength he can give you for the work that you have to put in, it kind of makes you want to put in that work all the time. It does. It kind of makes you want to put in that work all the time. Thank you for listening to the Emerge City Now podcast. If you were blessed by this message today and would like to partner with us by way of giving, you can go to our website at www.emergecity.org and click the Give tab and sow your seed today. We thank you for listening to Emerge City Now. Subscribe and share this message with someone as we take Christ into culture.